for tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders. Please enjoy the message from the RT Pulpit. Oh man, I'll tell you what an honor and a privilege it is. I never take it lightly, you know, I'm standing in front of the people of God. Uh, just before we get into the word, I just wanted to take a uh, quick second to recognize um, we have another group from Crew that is here. And if I'm not mistaken, all the way from Baton Rouge, <laughs> students from Louisiana State University, go Tigers! <laughs> Go Tigers. Yes, they are here uh, just doing, you know, mission and uh, work projects throughout the city, you know, giving up of their spring break to, you know, do the work of the Lord. So we're grateful for you guys and everything that you're doing this week. Um, as always, I thank Pastor Devin, you know, for trusting me. I, you know, when he first told me about this day, you know, and, uh, that he wanted me to bring the word today. It didn't dawn on me until like a couple days ago, like, wait a minute, man, this is the Sunday before the biggest Sunday of the year. <laughs> so, man, so, man we, we thank you and we bless you and we honor you and we're praying God's strength upon you. I don't know, just out of nowhere, his voice is just about gone. Uh, but he was here yesterday um, during the work project all day, still working, you know, so that's the example. And we thank you, Pastor Devin. We honor you. And as always, my lovely wife, I thank you and I honor you, one of God. Amen. And then I didn't know my, my parents were going to show up today with my little nephew there in the back there. Mama, Dad, thank you so much. So we, this month we are in our REACH series, uh, Missions and Outreach. And uh, but Pastor Tedman, he, he said I can preach anything. <laughs> he said I can preach anything. But no, I'm, I'm going to stick to the REACH series. And so, you know, usually, and because I'm such a, you know, kind of like black and white person, you know, when God deals with me, that's how he deals with me. And so I believe what God has given me is going to tie into our REACH series because, you know, when I look at this board and I see all these names, it lets me know that there is a need for a gift that these people need over here on these names. And so, um, man, if you wasn't here last week, what a great service we had last week. Minister Carlos brought phenomenal word. I was on the front row with my wife because um, he was just kind of tiptoeing around my text. I was like, man, come on, stay away. Just stay away. You know, so, but to me, that's confirmation for what God would have us to say on today. So I'm going to take you to a very, very familiar passage of scripture. It's probably one of the most quoted and one of the most memorized verses in the world. John chapter three, verse 16. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God, we just thank you for this time. God, we pray that, God, you will bring clarity of thought, clarity of speech. God, prepare the hearts of your people for the word that you would have to give to them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, there are so many different gifts that 
have been given or have been received. There's so many different, you know, occasions to give gifts, you know, whether it's birthdays or Christmases, anniversaries, you know, Mother Day, Father Day. Um, my parents, nobody ever knew this growing up, but, you know, as I was growing up, I always wanted my birthday to be on Christmas, you know, because I was like, man, I get like so many presents. Until I got a little older and I found out, Pastor David, how ungodly people are, they'll get you one gift and say, you know what, this is going to serve for your birthday and for Christmas. So I was like, you know what, I'll just stick with having my birthday in March, which is the best month of the year, and then, you know, get that other Christmas gift, you know, that other gift in Christmas. Um, but whatever gift you have received or ever will received, there is no gift greater than the gift that God has given to us than his son, Jesus Christ. So this morning, and y'all know how I roll, so if you blink, you might miss me. This morning, I just want to deal with three specific aspects of God's great gift. So first, um, there's the need of the gift. Now, generally, when a gift is given, um, it's mainly because of the recipient's kind of want or desire. You know, whether it's like a you know, high-priced high watch or some, some diamond earrings. But then there are some moments where a gift is given out of a need. Um, you know, maybe you may see your brother and sister, maybe they're struggling financially and, you know, you gift them with like a gift card to be able to go to the store and, you know, they're able to stock up their fridge. Um, well, God's gift for us was not because of a want or desire. It was because of a need. Genesis chapter 3, it gives us the account of actions of what we know as the fall of man. Here God has placed Adam and Eve in the garden, and he's given them everything that they needed. And God was very clear in his instructions to Adam that, you know, everything is yours, everything is good, except don't touch the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat of it, because in the day that you would, you would surely die. So Eve finds herself in conversation with the serpent, and the serpent in its cunning manner deceives Eve into eating of the tree. Now, isn't that just like the enemy? How he will try to get you to fall by tempting you with that which is off limits? So now she has given it to her husband, and in that very moment, everything changed. Their eyes are now opened, and they were naked, and, knew, and they took figs and leaves and sewed them together to cover themselves. And, and so they hear God walking in the cool of the day, and so God calls out Adam. Where are you? And, you know, it's almost kind of like, you know, if you're a parent and or maybe you've babysat or watched kids and like the kids are off in another room and it's too quiet. You know, they up to no good. Adam, where are you? And so he says, I, I, I hid myself because, you know, I, I was naked and I was afraid. And, you know, God, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree for which I've commanded you not to eat of? And then all of a sudden, this blame game begins. You know, nobody's willing to take responsibility for their own actions. Adam's response, well, God, the woman you gave to be with me, she gave me to eat. Woman, what have you done? Her response, well, God, the, the serpent, he deceived me. Now, it doesn't say this, but I can imagine the serpent saying, well, God, you created the tree and put it here. 
You know, but can I submit to you today that it is highly important to be obedient to what God asks of you because you'll never know the magnitude of your disobedience, not just how it would affect you, but how it would affect those around you and those that would come after you. Um, if you will, turn to Romans chapter 5. We're going to do just a little bit of reading. Sometimes you got to let the, the Bible speak for itself. If you have it, say amen. Romans chapter 5, starting at verse 12. Listen to these words and read along if you have it. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who was a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the offense. We're talking about the gift this morning. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from the one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offense judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. I tell you, that is truly something to shout about. The very simple fact that we were in a position of being totally cut off and separated from God. But because of his love for us, seeing the need that we had, gave us the gift of his son who would redeem us back to him. Secondly, so not only is there a need of the gift, but there is the cost of the gift. Though this gift costed us nothing, it costed him everything. This is the essence of what this upcoming week is all about. Passion Week, the very core foundation of our Christian faith. Uh, that God, because of his love for us, would give us the gift of his son, Jesus, who would willingly give his life for us. Listen, listen to these scriptures, and I, and I apologize, I forgot to put these in the slide, but Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5. But God, who is rich in mercy 
because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. 1 John 4, 9 and 10. In this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him, and this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. But wait a minute. The most interesting thing that, that stood out to me is we have an all-knowing God who knows the number of hairs on our head, who uh, knew us before we was formed in our mother's womb, who knew our end from our beginning, still decided to give us his best, knowing the many times that we would mess up, knowing the many times that we would turn our backs on him, knowing the many times that we would doubt him. Okay, maybe you've been good. Knowing the many times that I would doubt him, knowing the many times that I would turn my back on him, he still would give us the gift of his son who would ultimately pay the great cost with his life. He endured suffering and shame. He was beat, he was mocked, spit upon, beat until he was unrecognizable. He took a crown of thorns, pressed firmly on his head. Nails driven through both hands. A nail driven through both feet. Ultimately giving up his life just for us. Is there anybody out there that's grateful for his love? Well, you know what? I like active participation, so why don't we just take a few minutes and show him just how grateful we are. Woo, hallelujah. I was sinking deep in sin, far from a peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, and from the waters he lifted me. Now safe am I, it was his love. They hung him high. <laughs> they stretched him wide. He hung his head. For me, he died. That is love. Pastor Devin, I'm sorry. I was trying to hold it for next week. But spoiler alert, he didn't stay dead. <laughs> we serve a risen Savior. understand how ungrateful you are. He will still give us his very best. Though this gift costed us nothing, it costed him, costed him everything. Though this gift costed us nothing, there is still a condition. We have to believe. If you look back at our text, John 3, 16, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And in order to accept the gift, you have to believe. Romans chapter 10, verse 9, if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, y'all. This is, this, is, this is what God gave to me. Number three. So there's the need for the gift. There's the cost of the gift. And then what this series is all about, there's a responsibility with the gift. It's our great, it's our great commission. The normal tendency after receiving the gift is to keep it for yourself. But this is a gift that we must share with everyone. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Let's be sure not to miss that. All the world, every creature. If you look back at our text, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life this covers everybody no matter your social their social status no matter their economic status no matter their political status this gift has been made available to everyone from the pulpit to the front door from the white house to the crack house this gift has been made available to everybody Listen to these words that I came across um, from Charles Spurgeon. This is from his sermon, Consecration to God. Men of God and women, if you are indeed the Lord's and feel that you are his, begin now to intercede for all who belong to you. Never be satisfied unless they are saved too. We should have a whole lot of unsatisfied people in this place. This represents a lot of unsatisfied people we have in this space. And believe it or not, I'm done. But our focus this month, and not just for this month, but for the rest of our lives, it should be to win those that don't know the Lord. Whether they're in our family, on our work, in our school, we have a responsibility to share this gift with everybody. You can stand. If you're in this place and you have not received of this gift, we can make that gift available to you today. So if there's anybody in this place that doesn't know the Lord and would like to receive Christ, you can come now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So there was two specific things that 
God directed me to do. The first one is going to be this because we actually stream online and we have a podcast that goes out. And so we don't know where this will go or, you know, who may ever find it. So just in case there's somebody that's listening, you know, online or actually may come across this podcast, I want you to repeat these words for me. And if you might be in this place and maybe you're just a little fearful of coming down to the front, you can repeat these words with me. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sins and that you raised him to life. I want to trust him as my savior and follow him as Lord from this day forward. Guide my life and help me to do your will. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you repeated those words, you are now a member of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Secondly, what I want us to do is kind of in line with those words from Charles Spurgeon. We're going to take a moment right now and be the body of Christ, and we're going to intercede for our unsaved friends and loved ones. So I want us to stretch across these aisles, grab hands with a neighbor, and we're going to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask my wife to come and pray. Hallelujah. We're going to believe God. We're going to intercede for our unsaved friends and loved ones. Hallelujah. I want you to go ahead and get that name in your head and I want you to just bow your head and just touch and agree with your neighbor. Father, we are believing you today for one of the greatest revivals. God, we are believing you today for our family members. God, we realize today that there's somebody that needs to know of your great love. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would allow us to be the hands and feet of you, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would save our family members by your power. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that your love that never fails us, that your love that remains, that your love that will be ever present, Lord, will be ever present with your people today. Father, as we lock hands together today, we touch and agree that the devil will not have our family. We touch and agree that the enemy cannot have our children. We touch and agree that the enemy cannot have our community. Father, we're believing you for the exceedingly, the abundantly above what we can even ask or think. Father, we're asking you to save by your mighty power, draw by your spirit in the name of Jesus. We call them out today, Lord God. And we believe you, Lord God, for your miracle working power. Father, we're praying that you were saved in our neighborhoods. We're praying that you were saved on these five blocks. God, we're praying that you were saved, Lord God, in households, that you were saved, Lord God, by your power. We thank you that you were saved as you send us out, Lord God, that we would not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I pray in the name of Jesus that you would help us, Lord God, to love you like never before and get excited about your great love and we thank you for it in Jesus mighty name we pray amen amen can we celebrate like it's already done can we celebrate like that unsaved friend or loved one has come into the body of Christ hallelujah hallelujah God we thank you for saving 
thank you for sending your son for us. Hallelujah. Our community at Revival Tabernacle aims to reach our city and beyond with the life-changing message of Jesus. Thank you for your support. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at www.revivaltab.org.